This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Co. Matt Harmon here with you. Reception, perception, the show. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how many episodes in we are. We just flooded people's timelines. <laughs> with the podcast, but you love to see it. Oh, it feels good, man. It feels good to be to be back with you doing like a full podcast like this. It I feels know. good to get these, um, you know, takes that we've had burning inside us, to, like heartburn. <laughs> feels like get get a little relief, get, get it out. out there for get everybody. Yeah. Just comparing your takes to heartburn. That's a that's a way to really get people excited about <laughs> about your show. Exactly. Um, yeah, oh hey, easy sponsor, easy sponsor hey, there, folks. Hey, like, come, come on, Pepto, but... come on now, Pepsi, come <laughs> on. Say, Let's you can't get... say them before we, they they pay us, James. Shut <laughs> up. True, true. <laughs> no, but, true, but, it is, true. But, but it feels good. Like I, I think yeah. there's been some good response to the podcast, and like, yeah, you know, that sure. we've given some good, nuanced takes to wide receivers. Now on this episode, we get to just throw all that out the window. <laughs> Forget nuance. It's all about hot takes. Actually, we're going, we're going full on bold predictions today. It's hot take adjacent, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Bold predictions for 2022. And uh, full disclosure, my man Matt just comes in like an A-plus student like he is. I'm like, hey, how many bold predictions you got? He's like, oh, I got 10. I'm like, 10? I'm like, bruh. Golly, I'm coming in with four. I was like, good Lord, I thought I had enough. But no, my man Matt's got ten, so you know what? You kick us off, pal. <laughs> give us well, give just, us one. Just to be clear, we don't have to do all ten of mine. I think we can we can get once we get close to the hour, we okay. can start cutting Lovely. some of my 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 some okay. of my more lame ones. But I did want just in case, you know, you gotta give yourself an insurance policy, man. And sometimes, James, as much as I love you, you're one of yeah. my closest friends, <clears throat> we're business partners, we do this show together. Sometimes punctuality, Sometimes. not 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 the best. Not the best. Not the best. You make you make some mistakes. So I just wanted to come prepared in case you had none. So anyway, oh my god, Tom off. Coughlin. Tom Coughlin would absolutely hate my guts. Is what it comes down to. You wouldn't have even made it to minicamp on the Tom <laughs> no. Coughlin roster. No. That is no. for yeah. sure. All right, for sure. Okay, uh, kick us I'll off. Start off. I'll start off bold prediction number one, and I've got guys like kind of all over the spectrum here, some really high-tier guys, some low-tier guys. I'll go to the high tier here, and I think for my first bold prediction, I'm going to go A.J. Brown leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns this year. Wow. Um, This is a – 
and with all of these bold predictions, it's not necessarily like, oh, I, I definitely think this is going to happen. It's more like, let me shine a light, an optimistic light on a guy here. And man, there's just, it's so easy to shine an optimistic light on AJ Brown. I mean, the guy is a full-blown superstar, right? Like, I mean, in reception perception, last year, number three in success rate versus man coverage behind only Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs, and number two in success rate versus press coverage behind only Devontae Adams. Like, he has top five wide receiver in the NFL ability. He's been one of the most efficient players, like, on a per-target basis since he's come into the league. Um, he can do a lot with a little – he might have to do a lot with a little again right? in, 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 in Philadelphia because <laughs> right. they're not going yes. the, to be one of the most voluminous passing offenses. And But, man, maybe I'm just buying into the training camp reports too much where, you know, Jalen Hurts is just targeting the hell out of A.J. Brown, like just throwing in the ball on every single play. Maybe I'm buying into that a little too much. But, man, I, I think he at some point is going to have a monster season. He's got this connection with Jalen Hurts. He's got all the ability, all the talent in the world. And for me, A.J. Brown, I think, is just the type of guy that can come into your offense and change the landscape of an entire unit. And I talked to Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith about this at one point this offseason, and he said, like, we don't know what identity we might, we're might going to have going into the season. Like, last year, they changed the identity of their offense on the fly, right? Like, they became a really run-heavy team sort of just within a two-week span. Uh, and and they came into the, this that year throwing the ball a lot. Smith was like, if we come out and we're throwing the ball really well in the first few months of the season, the first couple weeks of the season, we could be a really pass-heavy team. Like, we, we want to be that type of unit. So I think you need Jalen Hurts to take a step for this to happen. He has, by the way, gotten better each of the last four years he's been playing football. But, man, this is mostly just a bet on A.J. Brown because that guy at some point <laughs> is going to have a monster season. I mean, again, I, I say wow right off the top because, oh, my goodness, wide receivers in Philadelphia combined, combined, Matt, to catch 11 total touchdowns, 10th uh, fewest in the NFL among wide receiver groups. So for A.J. Brown to lead the NFL in that category, he's got to more than double <laughs> what these guys did in 2021 that's why that is a hugely bold prediction but now to be fair to your point though it's aj brown versus a bunch of randos that these right. guys were throwing the ball to last year like greg ward number two wide receiver in terms of total touchdowns with three so uh, so yeah a lot of room for growth no doubt but oh my gosh that would be interesting the touchdown total and the touchdown jump for Jalen Hurts would be significant if A.J. Brown led the, the NFL in touchdowns. Well, you know it'll help you throw more touchdowns when you take those targets that you were throwing to <laughs> now former wide receiver for the Eagles, Jalen Rager, and right. you're throwing them to A.J. Brown. AJ That'll make Brown. you look like a more efficient passer. All right, I, I will go with D.J. Moore leads the NFL in receiving yards. This wow. Year. Wow. Uh, oh, my gosh. You, what? Okay, whoa, that, that's a face melter. Holy hell. Give it to me. How does DJ Moore show me the path where DJ Moore hits this number? Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah, well, okay, here's, here's where it starts. It starts with the fact that DJ Moore is a really good player, right? Like, we, yes. we know that he's a really good player. I do, I've always complained a little bit about the fact that they 
just throw him out there at X receiver. Like I think he could really thrive in like a Debo Samuel, move him around the formation type of role. Not the not necessarily the rushing stuff, but right. I love the way DJ mm-hmm. Moore wins on like out routes and dig routes. Like have him running those intermediate routes from like the slot or flanker position. But throw that for a side for a second. You know, last year seventy point five percent success rate versus man coverage. That was a little bit uh, worse than what he did in twenty twenty. But still, like that's what we want to see from our outside perimeter receivers. We want them to hit that number. Um, and rather quietly last year, man, like he was kind of a volume monster was uh, was DJ Moore, right? Because he was a huge target share number. He was a top five in target share last year among wide receivers. He was really up there in air yard share. And like, why is that not going to happen again? You look at Carolina's depth chart. Dude, they just traded for LaVisca Chenault. Like, LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> cannot play wide receiver cannot uh, win on the outside against man coverage joe person from the athletic who's covered the panthers for years mm-hmm. he and obviously terrace marshall made the roster but he had terrace marshall like off their roster projection terrace marshall had the second worst success rate versus man coverage and reception perception of all time as a yay. sandwich between justin hunter and jalen rager like marshall chenault like we're talking about Rashard Higgins might play ahead of these guys. Like and Robbie Anderson, who who the F even knows what, what's going on with Robbie Anderson. I think like there's a chance that DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey just see like three hundred combined targets between the two. <laughs> we know that Chris McCaffrey, you know, is is yeah. obviously an injury risk as well. They got nothing at right. tight end. And right. Baker Mayfield, like is certainly an upgrade over Sam Darnold and the boys, like over the last few years. Like with that amount of target share with that amount of talent that DJ Moore has, if Baker is like 2020 level Baker Mayfield, I think their games overlap really well. And I think that DJ Moore can have a big season doing that. Wow. DJ Moore last year, 1,157 yards um, was number 11. Always 1,100 yards. (laughs) Was number 11 in uh, total receiving yards last year. And again, to, to be number one, theoretically, in a 17-game slate, you're going to have to start pushing 1,700 yards, man. So where does that come from? Um, I, I, that's, that's a face melter for me, and I love it. That, my friends, is, is not hot take adjacent. That's just a straight that's just up. That's just hot, man. I love it. All right, I'll go for another leads the league type of one since I had touchdowns with A.J. Brown, yards with D.J. Moore. I'll go – I'm on Ross St. Brown leads the NFL in catches this year. Um, wow. Let's go. Just, here's, here's the deal, right? Like I'm on Ross St. Brown's good player. I, yes. I've said this, uh, I said this a couple episodes of the podcast. I've been comparing him to Bud Light Cooper cup um, since he, before he got drafted by all these guys that have connective tissue with the Rams in, in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> and that was the role he played last year was in the slot on 70.5% of his sampled snaps for reception perception, 80% sampled uh, snaps. Was he off the line of scrimmage? He wins on the intermediate routes. He wins on the short routes, 80% success rate versus zone. That's what we want from a player of this archetype. I think he's going to be on the field like 90% of the snaps. We, by the way, we just saw, um, I guess, full full bud uh cooper cup you know but he- bud heavy cooper cup <laughs> bud heavy. actual bud, actual cooper cup lead the nfl in catches and right. you know point. i think a lot and touchdowns and yards but i think amon ross St. brown could have a ton of catches this year because he's going to be on the field all the time jared goff loves throwing to a guy like this detroit's offensive line 
we get really excited. We got excited about their offensive line last year. That group like barely ever actually played together. They're going to play together this year. And the big thing for me too is there's all this in fantasy, like hand wringing about all these other targets around like Amon Ross St. Brown, like sure. TJ Hawkinson's back. I think St. Brown is going to be like within wide receiver standing much higher than TJ Hawkinson is Deandre Swift. He's going to catch some passes too, but like, you know, James Williams, we don't even know when he's going to play. And like right. DJ Chark is, he's an upgrade on like Khalif fucking Raymond or whatever they were playing <laughs> with last year. But like, <laughs> he's still not like a great receiver. He was terrible last year in RP. He was terrible in 2020 in RP. Like, I'm on Ross St. Brown is, is going to ball this year. And like, there's a, if some, a couple situations break the right way, I could see him catching like 130 type of passes because he's just going to be open on those layup looks. Last eight games of the season, and all of these games he was, well, not all, but uh, this is when he really started to get starter minutes. You know what I mean? Um, 85% of the offensive snaps or more. Um, there was a couple games he dipped below you know, 80%, but but he was the starter. He was the man. He was doing things. Um, last eight games of the season, averaged 9.4 targets per game and 7.4 receptions per game. Um, super efficient, obviously, nearly an 80% catch rate. Um, if you were to just take those eight games and stretch them out over 17 games, he would have 125 receptions, which would be, would that be, would that be enough? Well, Cooper Cup had 145 last year, but Devontae Adams was number two at 123. In 2020, the league leader was 127 with Stefan Diggs, 115. Um, Devontae Adams, number two. In 2019, obviously, Michael Thomas broke the record with 149, but number two was 116. So, yeah, that, like, unless somebody has, like, a out-of-control season, which is certainly possible, like, that's the range you're looking for. You are just melting my face right now (laughs) with some of these calls. Holy hell. I was not expecting you to say Amon Ross St. Brown leading the NFL in receptions. Uh, DJ Moore leading the NFL in receiving yards. This is this is what I'm here for. I am here for I this, mean, dude. What am, what am I supposed to come in here and be like? <laughs> Stephon Diggs has 1,500 <laughs> receiving yards. No, we got a bold prediction show, man. Oh, I I'm here for it. You know I'm here for it. I love I love shit like this, man. This is great. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, how about a bold prediction from me, man? Um, and I think we both feel pretty good about this guy, but Isaiah McKenzie, I'm going to go ahead and say finishes with more fantasy points than Gabe Davis. 
And we're talking about a guy right now who is absolutely like free.com. Isaiah yeah. McKenzie. I mean, he's going so late. It's insane how late he's wide receiver 79 right now, according to the aggregate score from Fantasy Pros. He's outside of the top 200 players, man. So again, free.com. And I've just been saying, if you like Gabe Davis, you should love, love, love Isaiah McKenzie. We're talking about Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. They're gone. Frees up 184 total targets. A lot of those are in the slot. And Isaiah McKenzie working out of the slot. Buffalo through to the slot in terms of wide receiver targets, the fourth most in the NFL last year. So just using some of your numbers, Matt, 71% success rate versus man. I think that's good enough. It's not It's not great, but it's good enough. But the number really that really... Slot receiver, though. Really good for a slot receiver. The number that sticks out to me, 88th percentile versus zone coverage. And that, to me is the skill set you need when you're playing out of the slot. A lot less man coverage when you're lined up inside. And I'll say and I'll give you this one last stat, Matt, and I and, and then the floor is yours. But he only played one game last year with more than 35% of the offensive snaps. In that one game, 11 catches for 12 yeah. on 12 targets for 125 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie bold prediction has more fantasy points than Gabe Davis. Super bold. Uh, this was actually on my um, on my bold predictions list, just like the 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 diet version of it. I had Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> catches more passes than Gabe Davis this year, which um, yeah, I, I I still think Gabe Davis is the better fantasy pick. Like I, I wanted to remain a centrist in the great Gabe Davis wars uh, this off season. <laughs> you know, you've got like the hardcore um, extremist acolytes, like my, uh, co-host on the Yahoo podcast, Dalton Del Don. He has like melt your face right. hot takes about Gabe Davis. Um, you know, check that show out if you want, you want to hear those, but, um, you can be as into Gabe Davis as someone like Dalton is, um, or all the way out on Gabe Davis. And no matter what, wherever you fall on that, uh, on that war, you should still like Isaiah McKenzie because he can play. I mean, he like RP shows and good timing. We're doing this whole prediction show because so this week he just went up on the site. Isaiah McKenzie and like you said the man coverage number really good he beat that man coverage heavy Patriots defense in that big breakout game that he had now obviously last year he was playing in kind of like a gadget receiver role a ton of flat routes a ton of screen routes was off the line of scrimmage on 92 percent of his routes was in the slot or in the backfield on 82 percent of his uh and was in the in like the pre-snap motion in the backfield type of guy on 27 percent of his snaps like that was a very gadget type of role, but we know this year he's going to own that more traditional slot receiver role. Um, so that's going to lead to a lot of layup routes. It's going to lead to a lot of high percentage targets. So I think he could catch like 75, 80 balls, maybe not score a bunch of touchdowns. Like I think Gabe Davis is going to score more touchdowns. That's why you still want him in fantasy. But right. I think all of those guys, Diggs is going to be up here, secure target share, number one receiver in the offense. But like, Davis, McKenzie, even Dawson Knox. And I love Khalil Shakir, the rookie there. I don't know that he's going to have a huge, huge role. But, like, those three guys, first I mentioned there, they could all kind of eat into the same slice of the pie there. And I think their production could, from a catch's perspective, could kind of come out in the wash, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Last note on McKenzie, I wrote this in his RP profile. I'm not saying that Isaiah McKenzie is going to be the next Tyreek Hill at all. But – I will say that Isaiah McKenzie, his rookie, this this sample here from him, as I said, he's playing a big gadget role. 
it reminded me a lot of like after Tyree Kill's rookie season when he Tyree Kill was playing in a gadget role and people were like, oh man, he can't play a real wide receiver. But reception perception showed with right. seventy percent success rate versus man, eighty percent success rate versus press. No, he actually can't. When he's asked, he can run real big boy NFL routes. And we know the type of career that Tyree Kill had. Don't think Isaiah McKenzie is going to have that role or no. be that player. But it does show that he can play real wide receiver when asked. Have we talked about George Pickens yet? All right, let's talk about George Pickens. I think he's going to finish uh, with more fantasy points than Chase Claypool. And I, I'm going to go so bold to say I think he finishes as top 30 fantasy oh, wide receiver. Okay. That, that's bold. Yeah. I was like, George, yeah, I was like, games. <laughs> so you better not be coming the bold predictions and say, like, George Pickens is going to outproduce Chase Claypool. People, people think I'm too nice. I got, I got. People say I'm too nice, James, with my analysis. Yeah, uh, right. Jace Claypool, one of the most disappointing performers in reception perception last year. So there's, there's some negativity for you. There's that. Okay, George Pickens. We're talking about a guy who is going so late, um, around one, pick 150, wide receiver 59. I say he finishes the top 30 fantasy wide receiver, 6'3", 195. You know about the speed. He ran a sub 4'5", 447, um, a 4'4740 at 6'3". That's that is really good. And again, we've talked about how the Steelers are so good at eva- evaluating the wide receiver position. And man, he's going to have a role on this offense no matter what. I don't care what he does because he's, a, he's an absolute freaking dog on the outside in the run game, man. Like you see him in that Steelers uniform and he's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's shades of Heinz Ward in the run game, man. Just blowing yeah. DBs off their block in the run game, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty great to see. So, for me, when you take a look at his his ball skills too, this is a guy that 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 uh, Pickett's gonna love. You know, uh, according to reception perception, your numbers there: seventy five percent contested catch rate in twenty twenty. He's gonna love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and again, I think Claypool pr- probably kicks inside or or becomes more of a gadgety type player, maybe running some um, some drags and overs and and basically you know testing defenses laterally. But and Deontay Johnson's obviously the guy. He's the man. But I think Pickens might be that dude who comes in over the top um, and ends up catching some splash plays, man. So George Pickens, top 30 fantasy wide receiver in fantasy, bold prediction. Yeah, George Pickens was number three in success rate versus press coverage among the prospects that I charted last year. And he's just a good player, man. He just wins off the line of scrimmage, like pro-level, pro-ready type of player coming in the NFL. Now he's healthy, which is great because he obviously had that ACL tear in in, in 20, late in, or spring 2021, right? Like before, and he barely played last year. Right. Um, I mean, Pickens is such a good player. And obviously, yeah, like they're going to throw Chase Claypool to the side. I think Pickens is going to be better than Chase Claypool. Does this like kind of – bring down your enthusiasm for Deontay Johnson at all? No, not at all, man. Um, we had talked about on a previous episode how, again, I, I was making a case for Deontay Johnson to be a top five, considered to be a top five wide receiver, just not even in fantasy. I'm just saying just a straight up, just a stud, you know, top, top five wide receiver in the NFL. And I thought he was dragging old ass Big Ben along for the past couple of years. You know, I've really poured over a lot of this picket tape. Um, and to be to be 100% honest with you, in the pre-draft process, I was not a fan. I didn't really like him. Um, and, and I just thought Malik Willis was just straight up better, um, which should shock no one because I love the measurables. And, yeah, and obviously yeah, yeah. Malik- <laughs> that's a James Coe guy. No, no shock. <laughs> no there. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But, um, you know, watching this guy throw the ball, man, he is 
pretty darn good in terms of throwing short and intermediate routes. I think the timing is there. I, I love the accuracy of the football. Um, he really places it in places that his receivers can catch it. So uh, I've been really impressed, and I think that's going to go. You know what it is, Matt? It's the timing. The timing yeah. for me, when I watch him throw the ball, it's always on time. Um, and I think that's going to pair perfectly with a precision route runner like Deontay Johnson. And I think Johnson's going to really benefit from having an upgrade at quarterback um, from going from, from Big Ben to Pickett. It's an upgrade. I don't care what anyone tells me. It's an upgrade in 2022. Uh, and an upgrade at quarterback means an upgrade uh, for Deontay Johnson, an upgrade for this passing game, which again leads me back to funneling more targets over towards, you know, a guy like George Pickens and let this man make some big plays. All right, next one I've got, I'll do a little uh, teammate outscores teammate one. Um, I'll save a few of these for like rapid fire, but I got Jerry Judy outscores Cortland Sutton this year. Um, and this Ooh. is... Maybe only mildly bold, but, um, you know, everybody and their mother in fantasy football, you know, circles this year is all over Cortland Sutton. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've I've been critical of this Denver situation. Maybe not. Um, you know, I did a piece for Yahoo a couple of days ago where like the things I'm most worried to be wrong about, like I'm not projecting it as if this is going to happen, but I'm concerned I'm going to be wrong. Denver's like passing game is one that I'm a little like concerned I might be wrong about because James, it's like when you look at it, okay, Russell Wilson, who is, you know, a specific type of quarterback. We know that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> now I'm, I'm not even talking about the prediction at this point, but I'll get back to that. Russell Wilson going to a, going to a, you know, a new team. And on this team, it's like, okay, this team has a good running game. We, we expect them to have a good running game. They, their third receiver got hurt, and it's not a lot of, like, proven depth behind that. So, really, we're talking about two and – and this is in theory, right? Like, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, in theory, these guys are two good receivers, but not much behind that. So, team with a good running game, team with two good receivers, not a lot of depth. It's like, oh, where have we seen that before? Uh, the last three <laughs> years for Russell Wilson in Seattle. That's exactly what – it's like the same right. old team. So, right. I do think, though, that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are going to get the bulk of the targets here – I still like Albert O as a potential guy there that you take as a breakout sure. tight end, especially with Greg Dulcich starting the season on IR. But man, like if the targets are basically 50% Judy Sutton, I could just see it breaking Jerry Judy's way. Cause um, while I do think Sutton is the better player, I think he has a better <clears throat> peak season on his resume. Judy is still one of these guys in reception perception that he wasn't this guy in 2021. So he was playing with a high ankle sprain, but his rookie year, 75.7% or 75% success rate versus man coverage. Like those are usually guys we want to bet on. So I just wouldn't be surprised if like, Oh, Judy just puts it all together and he outscores Cortland Sutton this year, either because like Sutton's not the guy we expected or Judy just takes another step. But in general, I just find myself like not into this Denver situation really at all. Like I think it man, all really uh, go to hell. That's so interesting. You say that I had put out on Twitter um, many weeks ago that I, I, also kind of sort of see Denver as like this a very fragile team yeah. um, and and honestly when, when we start wish casting all these things on Denver and let Russ cook and all these things what we're ignoring we're ignoring a lot of the downside um, possibilities right Russell Wilson is 34 years old learning a brand new offense working with brand new teammates right not easy He's working with a brand new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, totally unproven. And his coordinators, I mean, oh my gosh, you talk about unproven. 
The yeah. OC, Justin Outen, he was at the highest level was a tight ends coach, right? The DC, I can't even pronounce his name, Ijiro Ivero or something, at the highest level was a safeties coach. These guys have no coordinator experience, none, none whatsoever. And so even when you think about like Sean McVay, like super young coach, remember who his defensive coordinator was when he first got to the Rams? He had that veteran leadership kind of sort of like buffering him a little bit. That's not what they have in Denver at all. And oh, by the way, this is not fantasy related. I mean, I guess you could twist it into fantasy, but I could see this blowing up for Denver because they're playing in the toughest division in football, literally a historically difficult division. I could see this blowing up for Denver. I could see them losing five division games and then a handful of other games. And all of a sudden we're talking about a team that's, that's lost double digit games and they had, you know, borderline Super Bowl aspirations before the season. But that's how yeah. difficult this division is. And also, what if Russ is a declining player? Like, he's older. Most I know he thinks that he's, exactly. like, a Drew Brees type of quarterback. Like, he's always been an improvisational, like, scramble, throw, like, mess around and throw the deep ball type of thing. But, like, as you get older, we all know this, as you get older, that stuff starts to decline a little bit. Like <laughs> sure does. You know, the scrambles, the first down <laughs> rates on his scrambles, those are all going down as well. So uh. I just, yeah, I see Denver as a little more volatile and the, the, the like level of certainty all basically because like beat writers have all said like, Oh yeah, Jerry Judy and like Corton Sutton is Russell Wilson's guy. That's basically been the big thing. Right. Um, that could just not be the case. Right. And, and then uh, Judy just emerges. So that's kind of the crux of the bold prediction is that Denver might not be as good as we think. And the situation might not be as certain as we think. I'm going to just say Devonte Adams. I'm going to say Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams finishes outside the top 10 fantasy wide receivers in 2022. You would not know this Devonte Adams, again, arguably the best receiver in the NFL strong case for it. He was the wide receiver five last year in fantasy. And this was a guy who saw a career high tied for a career high, 169 targets, 1500 yards, 11 touchdowns playing with Aaron fricking Rogers, brah. And the competition for, <laughs> uh, are you an ayahuasca fan? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but now he goes from Rogers to Derek Carr. That's, Look, it's a downgrade. He's 30 years old. So for you to assume that he's going to keep this up, you have to say, okay, there's going to be absolutely no drop off, right? At 30 years old, which wide receivers, they do age nicely, but 30 is 30, okay? And for him to, I think, kind of hit on being a top 10 pick, you're basically baking in that everything is going to go right in Las Vegas, that Derek Carr is, is better than we thought. No drop off in terms of age. And that the coaching staff is just as good as advertised, who, by the way, it's not like Belichick assistants do well, right? We think we think it's different with this coaching staff with the Raiders. <laughs> it's not like Josh McDaniels has done well away from Bill Belichick. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we've seen him as a head coach and coordinator. So again, we're not 100% sure, but we think that it's going to go right. So again, when, when we say Devontae Adams is going to give you top 10 pick numbers, you're assuming everything is right. Oh, by the way, you're also assuming he's going to see north of 150 targets playing in an offense 
Again, we don't know what that pass distribution is going to look like. We don't know whether they're going to be a pass-crazy offense or a run-heavy offense or, or league average. But 150 targets playing with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, listen, man, I think he can be an awesome player and be really productive in real life. But I could also see him getting like 130 targets. If he's getting 130 you know, Derek Carr targets, I promise you, I promise you, he's not finishing as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. And that's why I'm saying he will finish outside of the top 10 uh, in fantasy in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we know that Devonta Adams is, I think he's the best receiver in football. I think he's been the best receiver in football the last two seasons. Um, but, you know, his, he, his consensus ADP, you know, when the time all things was said and done, was 11th. You know, I, I was never on board with that. He was always no. like a second round, a second round pick for me, wide receiver seven in my rankings for most of the summer. And I, I mean, I, I don't know that I can go that bold to say he won't be top ten, but I mean, I can see it because, like you said, you're counting on a lot of ifs. You need Josh McDaniels, you know, if, if his offense is going to be a good and b like as pass heavy as we think it might be. And I mean, it's nice that the Raiders don't have a legitimate wide receiver three. You know, like I mean. Freaking Mac Hollins is their third receiver. What the hell are we talking about? But like, you know, right. Hunter Renfro and and Darren Waller are are dudes. You know, like they're going to command yep. targets. So there's a lot of ifs that you're counting on for Adams to hit, and that's obviously even even with the quarterback upgrade or a downgrade, we're still factoring in a lot of ifs. Yeah, that, and so for me, it's like again. Actually, I'm I'm happy to hear you say that you've got him as wide receiver seven. Me, I feel like I'm on an island when I say Devontae's not going to return value at that price. Wide receiver ten's really not that far off. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. This will be no surprise to people who have followed me all off season. Nico Collins, bold prediction, goes goes for 1,000 yards this year. Nico Collins, man, I think he is good. I think play um, was a guy that I didn't chart coming into the NFL last year, um, but did look at him for the reception perception midseason rookie report. Get excited to, to have that again this year. That was kind of my first like little exposure to Nico Collins, and even from there, I started to think, man, this guy reminds me of like a poor man's T. Higgins, right? Um, we're working on a player comparison tool and algorithm for uh, reception perception behind the scenes. No idea when that's going to get done. Don't ask me about it. <laughs> what a tease. What hey, a tease. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. People can get excited about it, but we're not in a rush to have it finished. Okay. And it will be, it, it'll be done when it's done, and it'll be fine. It'll be okay. great. It'll be awesome. <laughs> but one of the great. comparisons for Nico Collins – was indeed rookie year T. Higgins, and I think that makes a ton of sense. The numbers from T. Higgins' rookie season to Nico Collins' rookie season, super similar. Both around like a 68% success rate versus man, 71.8% success, or 71.7, I think, percent success rate versus press for Nico Collins, 71.9% for T. Higgins. Like, they're very similar numbers, and I think that's the type of role, not necessarily like a vertical downfield burner or anything like that, but Nico Collins winning as that true outside boundary X receiver. Right. Like he's going to moonwalk into 100 targets playing in that position for this Texans offense because it's basically Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and nobody else for Davis Mills. You know, and the thing is, Davis Mills is not 
he's not like bottom of the barrel bad. You know what I mean? I don't. And, and as a matter of fact, I think he actually has some upside, dude. Like, yeah, um, I thought they coached him up pretty good last year, to be honest with you. I, I came in with zero expectations and I think everyone had zero expectations for Davis Mills. But I, I don't think he played. I don't think he played that bad last year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I think he showed you that he could maybe be like a league average starter type of guy. I don't know what kind of ceiling he has, but yeah. that he could he could play, and that's basically all you're asking for for uh, Nico Collins to hit, right? And I mean, you talk about Isaiah McKenzie being free dot com. Like Nico Collins has come up a little bit towards the end of the season, but you could back in like the spring, if you were a, a best ball freak show doing draft, then <laughs> you could get Nico Collins like the 18th round. Uh, so yeah, I, oh, I yeah. think he's, he's a guy to really be in on this year and doesn't get talked about at all. When we're talking about like these hyped up second year receivers. Can I talk about a player who you just mentioned, whose ADP is extremely high in my opinion. And I know people are going to get mad about this one boy, but okay. T Higgins, T. Higgins, again, right now is a top 30 pick in fantasy, and he's the wide receiver 12 off the board when you look at Fantasy Pro's uh, aggregate ADP. I, guys, guys, I've been a day one on T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. I think he's a great player, but this price is insane. There's no profit whatsoever at wide receiver 12. I think he finishes somewhere between wide receiver 15 and wide receiver 25. My bold prediction is he finishes outside the top 20 wide receivers. But I mean, drafting him at wide receiver 12 is his absolute ceiling. This is not a, a some kind of pass crazy offense. You know what I mean? It's very pretty much league average when we're talking about overall passing volume. So for me, top 30 seems is, is extremely pricey. Wide receiver 12, extremely pricey for a guy who averaged 7.85 targets last year. And I just do not see that number going up. I mean, maybe just a hair, but he's got to be even more efficient, which is going to be tough because he was pretty efficient last year uh, for him to kind of break through. And I just don't see it. I don't see it. So bold prediction, T Higgins, and I know people are going to be mad. People going to be mad, but it's not the player. It's the price. I say bold prediction. I think T Higgins finishes outside the top 20. Yeah, not, not totally with you on this one. Um, but I do think that you have to, if you're going to draft T Higgins, like I kind of see what you're saying about like, there's not a lot of profit where he was going this year. Right. That, no, that I think he was going around wide receiver 10, 12. Like you're kind of hoping that he finishes wide receiver 10, 12. Um, especially if Jamar Chase is going to do what what we all think and expect and project him to do this year. Um, but, I mean, if for, this is why I like doing tiers, right? I have um, T. Higgins as my wide receiver 10 and my tier 3, but that goes all the way from, you know, 9 to 18. I could see, I guess I could see T. Higgins finishing anywhere in there. I don't know that he's going to totally bottom outside the top 20, but you're right to point out that the Bengals are not as pass-heavy. You, you, in order for T. Higgins to hit, you're going to have to – the Bengals are going to have to throw the ball more, or, yeah, he's going to have to be – super super efficient um and i'm not sure like there was a time last year where the bengals re weirdly tried to play a bunch of boomer ball with joe mixon when they have <laughs> you know freaking joe burrow jamar chase t higgins and tyler boyd yeah no yeah no doubt uh, and again when you take a look at um total targets uh for wide receivers they rank 20th in the nfl 
right? 20th in terms Weird. of total, yeah. total pass attempts to wide receivers. So again, we're talking bottom half of the NFL, pretty much again, if you want to be generous, say league average, right? But they'd have to take a serious bump up uh, for them to kind of break through and then see in, in increased volume. That's why I'm saying I'm not seeing a lot of, um, of a volume increase for, for T Higgins. And, and listen, again, it's not the player. I hope I'm wrong. As a matter of fact, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'll go. Lo- I'll go lower tier again here with another one. Jacoby Myers catches 100 passes this year for the ah, Patriots. There you uh, go. Bold prediction. Uh, Jacoby Myers, man, is just like fantasy cockroach, or he's just like a receiver cockroach, right? Like the Patriots <laughs> every year, they try to replace him. They try to kill him. And he just survives, man. You know, it's not like they brought in any superstars, right? Like Nikhil Harry was a first round pick when Jacoby Myers was a rookie, but Jacoby Myers went right to right above old uh, Nikhil Harry that year. You know, they bring in guys like Nelson Aguilar last year. They bring in Kendrick Bourne. You know, who's better than all of them? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Bring in Tyquan Thornton this year. You know, they're trying to get the tight ends back to get, you know, Johnny Smith, they're trying to get him to work up again. You know, bring in Devontae Parker this year. You know who leads by everybody's reports, like the best receiver in training camp? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. His his RP profile is like good, man. And we're all out there trying to find like who's the next big slot receiver. People forget that Jacoby Myers is like 6'2. He plays in the slot and he gets open. His success rate versus man coverage number in 2020 was like around 72%. This year, he had a better success rate versus zone coverage, which we know is more important for slot receivers. He's never going to be like great down the field or whatever, um, but he certainly could just get open in those short to intermediate areas. Mac Jones just loves throwing to him. It's kind of the areas that where Mac Jones likes to throw the football. I just think Jacoby Myers is an underrated player and going to have more opportunity than people think. I like that a lot. And, and you know, I, I've been a fan of his for, for a long time. And you're right. It, there's still, I think, a dearth of, of talent, really, uh, from the wide receiver position there. Myers isn't fighting off much, man. You know what I mean? So I think you're right. I think he ends up, again, leading the league or leading, leading the team in targets and um, might end up being their best, you know, fantasy wide receiver. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that um, at all. Um, okay, last one for me. Uh, I'm, should I talk about CD Lamb or Allen Robinson? What 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 do you think the people want to hear? Do your CD Lamb one and then do them both. Wait, do I'm them both. Do them both, and I have an Allen Robinson one, so you, we can just oh, good. Mine and do yours instead. That would no, no. Okay, CD Lamb finishes as the wide receiver one dot one. We've talked about this a lot. Look, he he played a lot inside last year. They really moved him around um, when Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, you know, got banged up. Okay, Mark uh, CD Lamb kicked to the outside, and that's when we saw the top come off of his fantasy value. So I. I, I say he finishes as the wide receiver 1.1. I don't want to get too much into it because, again, this guy's an awesome player. We all know this. Yeah. He's 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 great everywhere. And the volume is there, obviously. Dallas with the sixth most pass attempts to wide receivers and the fourth most air yards to wide receivers as well. So the volume is obviously there. He's, he's great. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about guys who can overperform their ADP, I circle in C.D. Lamb every single time uh, because last year when he was playing inside, that's what made me worried about him as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. And obviously that played out to be true. Um, But now when he kicks outside and has more versatility, his potential is going to get absolutely unlocked this season and he's going to ascend and become an absolute household name superstar in the NFL. 
All right. Time runs short for us. Uh, we do have to step away. But um, how, can you hit me with some uh, rapid fire ones, Matt? Yes, I'll go. I'll give my look. My I was going to say Brandon Ayuk outscores Debo Samuel. Everybody knows my case for that. There's no need to get yes, into that. Same. I wanted to have an Allen Robinson one. Um, I just said he catches more touchdowns than Cooper Cup, but you know everybody knows I'm in the background Robinson. So, um, <laughs> and I, that was like my tenth one. So I don't even know how much I believe that. The last one I'll finish on here. Yeah, Elijah Moore finishes as a top twelve wide receiver this year. Ooh. This is there is nothing behind yeah. this other than like. I think Feel. Elijah Moore is so, 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 so good at football <laughs> that he could be that guy that, like, over the last few years has yeah. come out of the mid-rounds and becomes, like, a superstar in fantasy. And I, I just think, again, we want to bet on these guys that finish with a 75% success rate versus man coverage. Elijah Moore hits that mark at 75.2% success rate versus man, but he also clears – 70% versus zone, 80% or excuse me, 80% versus zone, 70% versus man. Like the guy went out as a true X receiver in his, his rookie year and was just so explosive. So good. I do believe he is the next superstar wide receiver. You know, he just needs a little bit of cooperation from the quarterback. play. Go back on Zach Wilson for most of the year. Uh, so that's why it's a bold prediction because we don't know what's going on with him. But like right. Elijah Moore is a verifiable superstar. I think he is that good to just go crazy at some point. And if he was a quarterback proof receiver, you know who are quarterback proof receivers oftentimes? Guys who get open all the time. And Elijah Moore gets open all the freaking time. I love it, man. Uh, he needs a little help from a quarterback situation. I think he needs a little help from the coaching situation as well. You know, how defensive coordinator turned head coach. What do these guys like to do? They love to run the ball. Uh, you know, how much passing volume is there going to be um, in this in this offense? And to be honest with you, I think a lot of that actually will actually fall on the defense too. Like the defense has to kind of keep them in somewhat competitive games, so they're not just totally, totally chasing. Um, to kind of sort of mix up coverages and all those kind of things, you know, real football things that, that matter as well. Uh, but man, not to gas you up, but this is why you're the best in the business, Matt. Like you, you mix in the analytics, you mix in a little feel, you're talking about face melting, bold predictions as well. It's like, it's funny. Like I know people would consider you to be an analytics guy, but like, because I know you, I don't consider you to be an analytics guy, <laughs> even though you are one of the best analytics data providers in the biz. That's not you because I know you're going to hit me with some of these face melters every now and again. And again, football and sports in general, tell me I'm wrong, man. Like so much of it is about feel. You know, you yeah. got to have some of that like artistic, you know, kind of like wherewithal, the spidey senses, you know what I'm saying? And you got oh, some yeah. of that, too. So there well, you go. Well, here's I, I am 100 percent on the same side as our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run in the war against the spreadsheet spreadsheet socialists uh, in <laughs> trying to take over fantasy football. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, RP uh, reception perception is a data provider. But, you know, I got this data by putting some eyes on the game film you know watch you football trust yourself and what you see out there yeah. and you know buy a reception perception subscription and and uh, that's the that's the place you're gonna find the best data possible yeah buddy the games came from watching let's the games. go let's go all right and by the way subscribe to the podcast how about that uh shout out to odyssey of course for for hosting us and doing all these things man but uh but for matt Harmon, i am james co we'll see you later peace